this particular night in Secaucus. What do you think? Well, I think you have to look at the most storied franchise in the history of the NBA, the, the Boston Celtics, because when you talk about Greg Oden, he's a once-in-a-lifetime type of a talent. And if they somehow can get this guy, they return to glory and relevance. Without him, they're going to be mired in mediocrity. With the first pick in the 2007 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Greg Oden from Ohio State University. Greg Oden had an eight-year career, but he only played three seasons because of his injuries. Oden was considered one of the best college basketball players at the time, then underperformed in the NBA due to injury, which eventually led him to turn to alcoholism to deal with emotional trauma. No matter how perfect the doctor gets the athlete back physically, the athlete's mental state has a big impact on the recovery process and the return to play. Not many people think about the mental and physical strain athletes have to go through once they're injured, and even while they're playing the games we all love to watch. There are proven to be lots of different forms of recovery processes and tactics to help with athletes, but one stands out, music therapy. Music does more for our bodies than we sometimes notice. Music can help us focus, calm down, or even get us amped up. And although we think of those things from a broad perspective, looking specifically into certain aspects can help us discover some incredible things. Andrew Southfield, a graduate from Boston College who works with student athletes, states that typically treatment sessions following injuries are held in quiet training rooms so the athletes and the trainers can communicate and focus. While that originally sounds like the smartest thing to do, what if we were to integrate music into training rooms? Researchers recognize that intense music can elicit strong emotional responses up to ecstatic chill experiences, which could potentially help calm someone down in a training room. Calming someone down is an essential part of a recovery process because someone that is nervous and anxious may not be able to perform at the same level they were previously. Matching the mood of the patient also plays a big role in recovery processes. If a patient were to walk into rehab in a depressive mood, it would benefit them most to listen to music that conveys that same sorrow and sadness, but gradually ends up in an uplifting tone. Music also isn't interpreted the same way by all people. Someone may not want to start with that sad tone. They may want something uplifting from the start. Music is different for everyone. With so many unique experiences and backgrounds, there's no way it could have the exact same effects on everyone. When I was a freshman in high school, I had experienced one of my biggest fears, breaking a bone. It was the most pain I had ever been in, and after that, I didn't know if I wanted to put myself at risk to do it again. I had a decision to make. I could either quit football and maybe try a different sport, or try to persevere and come back better. After surgery, I was always gloomy. I felt like I couldn't do it anymore, and it wasn't worth getting injured for. I never wanted to work on getting my leg better, and the thought of even stepping on a football field again made me sick to my stomach. It felt like I had made my decision. I had no drive anymore. I was left in a state of hopelessness. When I started listening to Change by J. Cole, I had finally gotten the motivation I needed. The song continued to tell me that I was desperate for a change and that it would come from the inside. When first listening to the song, I didn't pay much attention to it. I just liked the catchy rhythm and the flow of his lyrics. It took me a couple times listening for me to finally understand what J. Cole was trying to tell me. The only real change come from inside kept repeating in my head over and over again, and I couldn't seem to get it out. This was my personalized experience. After listening to a song that told me all the things I needed to hear, it motivated me to do better with my leg and get back out on the field. I began to try lifting more weight, I started running track again to get faster, and I was putting in more work after my injury than I was before. I went from a 115-pound backup to a 175-pound starter for a state championship team. 
That 175-pound starter eventually got a full-ride scholarship to play Division I football. That is why trainers and therapists need to make sure that they personalize their patients' experiences with music. Once athletes can match their physical recovery with their mental recovery, injuries will become less and less career-ending. Athletes can return to the game completely normal, but could be mentally terrified at the same time. Hall of Famer Magic Johnson once stated in an interview that he had lost a lot of confidence during the long layoff, and for a long time after he returned, he still held back. All he could think about was protecting his knee from another injury. The time an athlete takes away from the sport has a big impact on how they perform when they return. If someone would have had Greg Oden go through recovery sessions with the correct type of music, perhaps he wouldn't have had any problems with becoming the basketball player everybody wanted him to be. Music will be a significant shift in how athletes view injuries, the recovery process, and dealing with returning from an injury. That is why the recovery process has to be as efficient as possible. Leslie Podlock and Robert Eklund discovered that clinical reports indicate that returning athletes tend to have fears about re-injury, performing up to pre-injury levels, and difficulties associated with feelings of alienation from peers. Music has proven to help people relax, give them motivation, and help them relieve stress. Listening to certain rhythms and sounds can help people on a day-to-day basis. Why can't it help an athlete after an injury? Those same things that music does when people listen for leisure can help change mindsets. Music can significantly shift how we deal with obstacles. Music and its ability to inspire change on an individual level can also be applied to larger causes or movements that share a unified vision of progress. Throughout some of the most crucial points of social and political unrest in modern America, music has consistently been used as a tool by movements to inspire unity amongst underrepresented and oppressed classes. Just as music has the ability to ignite within an athlete the drive to better themselves, music can do this for a nation to heal its own injustices. Music as a vehicle of social progress has been particularly effective throughout the mid-20th century during significant political movements like the push for civil rights in the black community and the anti-war movement in the late 1960s. In songs like Bob Dylan's The Times Are Changing or Bob Marley's Get Up, Stand Up and Aretha Franklin's Respect, we see mainstream artists using their platforms to bring a topic to the forefront of societal discourse. Mainstream artists calling attention to a social problem is only one aspect of what music can do when talking about inspiring change. The civil rights movement and the role that music played in it shows how music can tap into the emotional strain of each individual on a personal level and can use and redirect this emotion towards inspiration and organized movements. This more personal utilization of songs that directly addresses the shared pain of these people proved to be effective as music became a main staple in the civil rights movement. Civil rights veteran Bruce Hartford offers a description of what these songs meant to him. He says, These songs we sang together created for us a fortress of courage. In church-shaking mass meetings and tiny gatherings at sharecropper shacks, on voter registration lines and foot-sore dusty roads, on marches, freedom rides, and sit-ins, in night-running cars with the Klan on our tail and in dank jailhouse cells, the songs uplifted and sustained us. As one freedom rider once put it, one song is worth two prayers. These songs being referenced are what became known as freedom songs during the civil rights movement in the 1960s, which took a variety of different forms.
Martin Luther King was a prominent believer in the power of freedom songs and noted that they resembled and were sometimes adapted from the slave songs their ancestors sang generations prior. MLK said, In a sense, the freedom songs are the soul of the movement. They are more than just incantations of clever phrases designed to invigorate a campaign. They are as old as the history of the Negro in America. They are adaptations of the songs the slaves sang, the sorrow songs, the shouts for joy, the battle hymns and the anthems of our movement. I have heard people talk of their beat and rhythm, but we in the movement are as inspired by their words. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom is a sentence that needs no music to make its point. We sing the freedom songs today for the same reason the slaves sang them. Because we too are in bondage and the songs that add hope to our determination that we shall overcome. Black and white together, we shall overcome someday. Like an athlete dealing with an injury, an African-American in the country during this time is striving to overcome something, striving to make tomorrow better in the face of obstacles and sorrow today. And both count on music to elicit an emotional response in themselves that can benefit them on both an individual level and on the level of a team or a movement. In both situations, these songs need to be able to channel the negative emotions felt by the listener into a source of energy and inspiration to pursue change. Going back to a quote from Bruce Hartford, here he depicts this transmuting ability of music. That power with which those songs and prayers were infused transcended the objective reality of our situation, fashioned fear into faith, cringing into courage, suffering into survival, despair into defiance, and pain into protest. This is exactly the kind of thing people hope for in their music. They want to take wasted emotion and, and energy and use it to further positive change. Another applicable example is a study, Pro-Peace or Anti-War, The Effect of Emotions Primed by Protest Songs on Emotions Toward In-Group and Out-Groups in Conflict by Naomi Ziv, which discusses the power the music has on the emotions of people who were part of the anti-war movement and how this affects their attitudes. Like in Martin Luther King and Ziv's anecdotes, music can inspires, inspire individuals to be mentally stronger in order to overcome adversity. Aside from the musical hymn that can inspire us alone, the words in a song have the power to counter an individual's negative mindset. This is why music plays a significant role in the recovery of athletes because mental strength is one of an athlete's largest assets.